Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this week's episode, what are we talking about? Coaching. Ah, what brought us here in the first place. Trust. Took us us 27, 28 episodes or so to get to this point. Now, coaching. What do you think of coaching? Now or back, way back when? Let's start way back when. Way back when. Um sports coaching probably and mm. um immediately goes like the bad coaches that i've had over the years and then the good coaches um, um and a lot of like strain and like tiredness and overwork they all look like mm. you know, it's felt like they were like grinding um most of the coaches I've had, but yeah, most of when I when I first look back, like my first memory of coaching is sports coaching, uh, probably some version of like t-ball or soccer, or basketball, but probably t-ball and you know coaches helping directing me in sports. Yeah. How about you? Mm. Yeah, same, same, same with me. Sports. I associated coaching with uh, some sort of leadership role. So it was like going up playing little league. It was somebody's dad and they would tell us where to go and give us tips on how to field the ball or hit the ball or whatever. Um, so they were teaching me how to become a better baseball player or basketball player. And, and that was kind of my association with with coaching in general. Um, what's, what's one of the most important things you've learned from a coach, any coach growing up, mm-hmm. in, 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 you know, in your, in your younger years. And what's like the most influential. Yeah. Do that. Anything that you felt like you, you've, you've carried on. And what was it about that coach that, where you were able to receive that, that wisdom or teaching or knowledge. I mean, probably my most influential coach, um, was probably a guy named Bruce Foxworth. Um, he, he passed away a few years ago, but he was like the next Arthur Ashe or was going to be, and he got into a horrible car accident in LA and basically was told he's never going to walk. I wasn't going to live. Dan wasn't going to walk. And he was my coach when I turned 16. He was like the coach that was going to take me to the professional ranks and the level. And he like walked, he would feed. He would obviously have like a lot of guys hitting with me. He couldn't like play play. But I remember like he had this like sage wisdom about him. You know, he's a Rastafarian dreadlocks, like, and very patient, very calm. And, um, 
I remember like I would be really emotional on the court and yelling and screaming and all kinds of antics. And he sat me down and was like, this is not going to work for you. Like, you got to be more even keel. Um, I've even mentioned that story of like, when we talked about emotions, like I took that, like not just on the tennis court, like don't show emotion. I took that kind of differently. But I remember that because it was a big turning point. Like from that point, my tennis career changed dramatically. Um, and I just had so much reverence for how, like what he had been through. And even on day to day, like the amount of medications he would have to take, like the side effects, like just a lot of respect for him and the patients. And I was like a punk teenage kid. So like crazy reverence and respect for him. And just you know, kind of who he was being with me on the court. But that was probably the biggest thing is like check your emotions at the door. You know, have like you control them, not they control you. Mm. Oh man, that's awesome, man. I would I would have loved to he's still he's still around? No, he passed away unfortunately yeah. about five, six years ago. Yeah, I would have loved to just even meet the guy. Yeah, man, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I think about coaches in my in my past, one of the things that I that I read really resonated was early on when I first started playing like organized baseball, uh played on the Dodgers Middle League. There you go. And and it was one it was a it was one of the the dads and he was so knowledgeable about the game and so patient. Mm. He never like blew up, but he always had the sense that he knew what was going on and, he, and everything's going to be okay. Um, there was something that I really respected about that. And fast forward to like high school basketball, I think his freshman year, hot headed, I mentioned him before, hot headed, um, young, younger coach. Yeah. Um, breaking, breaking clipboards, throwing stuff, you know, craziness. That I didn't like, but it pushed me to do more than I normally would have pushed myself to do. Mm. Um, and it was a different approach, but it, it, it poked at this area of like anger. We talked about anger before a mm. little bit where I don't like to go, but through that anger, I was able to go and become a better like defender, for example. To mm. go that extra step and put that extra effort into like grabbing loose balls or whatever, you know, and that I, I only learned like la later on in retrospect, like, man, yes, that's, that's what those little things were separating me from like, just some like regular recreational kid, you know, playing basketball at the park, you know, I could feel the pressure of them, like keeping up with me, but. At a, at a certain point, you could tell like the defender gave up yeah, on me or the offensive player when I'm defending, they kind of gave up that, okay, I can't get around this guy or whatever. Right. But it was because of that. I had to access that part of me that I didn't want to access mm. through this hot-headed coach that I didn't really resonate with much, you know, but so much respect. Um, I don't think he was trying to do that for me. He was just that way, but I, I will never forget that coach. That's awesome. It's interesting. We both had like the first quality was patience. Mm. You know, 
And uh, it's interesting. Like, I think for me, it's like all the coaches I had that weren't patient. Mm. I think that's shining through. And there were some good coaches along the way and some influential, but yeah, that's the first guy I think of uh, where it was like, whoa, like, this guy is different and mm. automatically had trust, you know? Mm. Um, like, I think it was the first coach whose like being or aura, like, was like, oh, this guy seems like he knows what he's doing. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, patience was big. That's cool. So what about now your understanding of what coaching is and your relationship to coaching? Man, I think um, for me, coaching in the similar vein is like, it's like, you know, be more being, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like my experience with my tennis coach, Bruce. And um, it's more listening. It's more like getting the other person. Mm -hmm. um, it's more supportive. It's mm -hmm. more collaborative. Um, and it's like less reactive. So like even when I'm not coaching someone or I'm not getting coached, like just day-to-day -day stuff, it's like, all right, you know, being at choice and constantly choosing and coaching myself in that moment, like how do I want to react? to certain things. So I think it's a little bit more like inner work. It's a little bit more of like intentional, very intentional and choosing. Um, completely different than when I was a kid. It's very little instructional and technical and all that jazz. I'm sure that that's part of it in the general definition, but my definition is much broader, more introspective. Um, and it's like applicable everywhere. Like there's not like any which way I can't have the being of coach, which is cool. And it can be, you know, challenging sometimes when you want to like be in your stuff or <laughs> react and it's like, I still can, but it's like, once you know, there's a choice, mm. then at least you're going to choose it instead of just react from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh it's awesome. I mean I don't like I have very little like negative association. Sometimes I don't want to hear what my coach has to say, but usually I do. Um so it's it's very much more positive and impactful and long term. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Mm -hmm. Similar, very similar. It it definitely is about the being of the coach for me it growing up it was more about training and teaching is what i thought of as a coach yeah and i think it just depends on the realm of whatever that leader is involved with um like a, a baseball team coach is different from a life and business coach and the perspective is different and the role is different but I, I, I didn't know what the difference was. I just thought coach, coach means this. So I go, okay, well, what does a, and I think that that could be a, a miss misnomer too. Coach means they're going to teach me and train me how to live my life as a life coach or a business coach. Right. Yeah. One of the coaching just, myths out there. 
Right. Which, which sounds kind of disempowering. Of course, I, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, why would I want to hire this coach who's going to teach and train me how to live my life? You know, um, and then of course, all the, the survival mechanism stuff starts coming up. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm not weak. I'm not dumb. I know how to live. I'm alive. I don't need a coach. You know, um, I'm not, you know, whatever. So right now, I know that there's a distinction between different types of coaching and different types of industries. Um, so that's something that I didn't have uh, an idea of before. For me, coaching really is about the being part, um, just like you said. Um, and then moving the being to the inspired doing mm. and continuing to choose based on a larger larger vision, larger goal. Um, and yes, like you said as well, learning to coach myself. So continue to expand my own awareness through working with coaches, as well as just working with myself in the moment of every day, learning to respond instead of just like, ref, ref, like a reflex and react. Um, that's an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, for sure. So it's a, it's a, it's a very empowering relationship and, and definition of, of what a coach is now, more so than before. Because before it was like, there's something I don't know and I need this person to teach me. Yeah. Now it's like, there's something I don't know and I'd, don't need this person to teach me, but I want this person to help, help me to come along with me. Um, because I have blind spots mm. and we all do. So it's, it's not like an authoritative relationship, you know, whereas coaching to me now is more of a partnership. Like you said, it's more collaborative, like you said. Yeah. And I mean, talk about most of us didn't grow up with that dynamic, you know, and coaching is relatively new. I mean, I'd say it's about 25 years of an industry and probably longer, but 25 years in mainstream U.S. culture, maybe. And I, even today, like I'm educating people on what coaching is and what coaching isn't, you know, and, and I think that's a, an important thing, right? We're as coaches, we don't give advice now. It doesn't mean we never do as long as we, you know, if, if one of their clients wants it or asks for it, cool. But that's not really coaching, right? We're not giving advice. We're really empowering our clients to, through questioning and reflections, to see those blind spots and, and, be, at, and be at cause with generating something from that, right? A shift of some kind, right? And we all have these beliefs and thoughts about life and our and who we are and you know some of these are at the real subconscious level you know we're not really aware of them that they're kind of running the show mm -hmm. so i think educating people on that stuff and and then you know really being with people a lot of folks aren't seen aren't heard and aren't acknowledged mm -hmm. um so i know for me like that was one of the biggest reasons i 
pursued coaching as a profession is because it was a way for me to impact people. It was an accountability for me to constantly do the work because I can't coach people if I'm not doing the work on my end. And it always felt like I was putting a drop of positive into a soup of a lot of negative into the world, right? So I'm going to contribute and I'm going to support. And I felt like it just aligned with the next level of my professional playing and tennis coaching to, you know, life and business coaching, right? Um, with all the different things you could be doing for an occupation and a business, like what had you step into coaching? Like, this is what I want to do. At first, I didn't know anything about coaching. I didn't know if I wanted to make this a career, but something in me was saying, go, go in that direction, follow the, the breadcrumbs as far as I can go. And so there was always a sense of wanting more meaning and purpose in my life. I just didn't know how to describe it. I didn't know how to pinpoint it. And I think that opportunity came. Um, when, when I was going to get laid off at my last job and the whole facility would be shut down, there was no denying, um, the reality of that. And that's what made me ask the bigger questions of what is my purpose. And I happened to Google, Google search it. And I just felt my soul light up when I started learning more. And I was so intrigued as, as challenging as it was to my ego, it was like incredible. The, this journey is just amazing. Um, and I didn't know how much I really appreciated just personal growth in general. So every day is personal growth for me, every conversation, every situation. And I just can't get in, in can't get enough of it, you know? So. Not only am I just lit up about it and I'm growing every day, I'm also supporting other people and seeing this other side that they may not have ever seen to their lives or these other multiple sides to their life that they never seen, which I felt um, I was closed off to, you know, by, by my own mind. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is so layered so multi-dimensional with the work that we do as a coach it's so holistic there's every everything there's nothing to be no stone unturned in a sense um, because there's so much going on as a human being with our lives that man i it's just it's beautiful man it, it's it's crazy and yeah it does people people open their eyes I mean, if anybody's ever seen the, the, the movie, The Matrix, one of my all-time favorites, it, it, it felt like that for me. Like someone just took this veil over my, from my eyes and said, hey, here's a different way to live. I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was always there. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I think it, there's, there's a lot of great professions and, and things people can do. And, and it's, and it's awesome. I applaud anyone who's found like the thing that lights them up. Um, 
I love coaching to your point, because it has like an impact trickle effect. You know, if you work with one person and maybe they have a family of five, well, that's indirectly going to affect their family. And then all of their associates and friends, they know, and at the corporate level, same thing, right? It just kind of like multiplies out. And again, like what we're really talking about with coaching is getting a sense of who we are and who we want to be and what those gaps are and some of those paradigms that are holding us back. You know, it's a very overgeneralization foundation coaching. But to me, like that's huge, right? Like just the awareness, if you did nothing, just the awareness would make a huge difference in most people's lives. Mm -hmm. And then you slap on like actually shifts and consistent structures and support to make those shifts and continue to make those shifts, right? You had said earlier that this is kind of like a everlasting journey, right? We're never, we're never finished running the race. Um, but we're not, we don't look at the race the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, the race isn't about the finish line or the time. The race is about the actual like running together. Right. Um, and, you know, metrics and finish lines come and then they start again. Right. So. I think that's the cool thing about coaching. And we're starting to see it in mainstream um, companies, organizations, take on internal coaches and offer it to employees. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing good. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there who call themselves a coach and have no, like, formal training, which can hamper certain industries. But for the most part, um, I feel like I've seen a lot of shift just in the seven years I've been doing this and that's been super fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine, you know, decades after this and what that looks like. Right. Yeah. According to the, the ICF, the fastest growing group are the millennials as far as awareness goes and who have experienced coaching. I believe it. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Right. Raise your raise your hand if you're a millennial on this call right now. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, by like, by like a day. <laughs> I'm like an ex millennial. <laughs> but that is encouraging, right? Like that mm. that means. And look, there's a lot of Gen Xers and beyond that get coached too. But like, obviously, like there's a redefinition of what coaching is and, and people want it. People want to be coached. They want to collaborate. They want the support. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, when, when I, when I think of how coaching and doing, doing the work for myself has opened my eyes, it's like, there's, there's multiple games that we play in life. Like, what profession, a career profession, um, relationships, what kind of people do we want to associate with? What kind of relationship do we want to have with our parents and friends? Like there's so many little mini games and there's so many rules to each game because everybody's dynamic. So every relationship's going to be different. You got to play different rules. You know, if you want to play baseball, it's a game within a game within a game. If you want to do a career, it's another game within a game within the game. Um, it could just, there's so many little games there, but on the big, the big picture scale, 
there's this game of life. And even the game of life is probably a game within a game. And I don't know how many layers that goes, right? But to be able to see, at least to our, to our own level of self-awareness, the highest level of the game and say, it's not what we were taught. It's not what I was taught. Go to school, get a job, retire, collect your pension, social security, blah, blah. That game doesn't work anymore for me, right? Or you could be whatever you want. You could do whatever you want in this life. That's what you're here for as a human being. You're here to create an experience. That's it, mm -hmm. right? No one taught me that game. But at that highest level, there are people playing at that level. They're the ones that are creating the games within the games. Someone created the game of baseball. Someone created the, the banking industry. Somebody created this and that, right? To be able to have the vision of being the creator from that level. We weren't taught that because it's not something that's easy to do. Of course. But a lot of us get trapped into a game. Like I'm, I'm playing a game of baseball and that's all I know. And I've done it for 40 years or whatever, right? That's all I know. That's what I'm going to teach my kids. This is how you become successful in life. And it's through this game of baseball, for example, right? Mm. Just a simple example. To be able to say, hey, no, there are multiple games out there. And depending on the game, you got to play different, different rules. Now you get to see as much as you want to see and now choose which game do you want to play and how do you want to play it? Like that is partially of what we do as coaches to help people see a broader vision of what this whole human game is about. And that's a, that's a very eye-opening experience and empowering and could be scary at times. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's scary to be uncomfortable and coaching is all about being uncomfortable and constantly challenging us to be who we want to be, even when we don't want to. And, uh, yeah, no doubt it's made me a better business owner, husband, father, friend, person on the planet. Um, it's been awesome. Um, it's made a huge difference for me and the people around me, 100%. Mm. Um, so again, pretty broad topic. I'm sure we'll come back for some other forms of it, but as we kind of wrap up and we got some listeners, some might be coaches, some might have coaches, some might have never even heard of coaching. What's something they can take on in service of this idea of coaching? I'd say talk to a coach, just pick their brain, talk to multiple coaches. Everyone's different, different perspective, different approach. Um, just get a sense of how coaches can bring value. And you, if you want to become a coach, maybe it's something that you're curious about. Just talk, just talk to coaches and just learn more. That's it. Just learn. How about you? Yeah, I love that. I would say, you know, adding to that, I would do some pre-work and do two columns. I mean, like where I'm at, left column, and where I want to be, right column. Mm. Identify those gaps in every single area of your life. We all have them, right? Mm. Um, identify them. That way, when you do have conversations with coaches or exploratory things, you, you know what you want to talk about, right? You know, these areas and, and then I would like notice, 
Like notice your relationship to those things. So if it's, hey, I want more money and that the gap is, I want to, I don't have enough. Like notice your relationship with scarcity and with money and where it shows up in your life. Mm. And bring that to a conversation, right? Like we all have these things that we just never noticed. So start noticing, you know, we can do that without a coach and bring that to a coach and, and it can make a huge difference. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, man, I know we're just scratching the surface on this topic and we can go on for days and days and days. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll leave it there for, for today's episode. And yeah, I'm sure this will be another, another part two, one for sure. Absolutely, man. Um, for sure. So where can, where can the, well, yeah. So part of, you know, reaching out to like looking at us and looking at the show, obviously jeffmillercoaching.com, all the social media websites, um, wherever podcasts are being played, but also like reach out to us. We'd love to have conversations around coaching folks that are interested, folks who never had those conversations and, and we can help facilitate any thing people want to learn about coaching, right? We're, we're coaching advocates, obviously on this show. So if people want to reach out to us, they can get our contact info from the website and, um, more than happy to do that. Awesome. Yeah, man. Always great you, brother. chatting it up and, uh, until the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of button downs and basketball shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.